This is Secrets of the Holographic Universe with Carl Vibe, Part 4. So the Sonic Tribe knows that from about April until August, I was extremely manic. And during that time, I solved Einstein's God equation, figured out how Tic Tacs fly, and started the intellectual groundwork and the mental gymnastics to figure out how to generate an electromagnetic field that would separate us from our Higgs field, render us massless, and allow us to fly like the Tic Tac spaceships that the Navy has confirmed really exist. And the Sonic Tribe knows that when I get really, really manic, I get really, really smart. But on the other hand, when I come down from being manic, I get really depressed and and really, really dumber. Like, way dumber. But it's kind of cool for a couple of reasons, because I'll listen to it again and I'll think to myself, man, that guy's fucking smart. And then I feel kind of nice, the warm little fuzzy reassurance that I'm not manic. That is a fact. But when I got really low in August, after being manic for like three months straight, Singularity Mike gave me the audio for the interview that we'd done on his YouTube channel, The Singularity Lab. And so I split it up into some podcasts and I was able to share that with you while I recovered. And during that interview, there was a panel of folks who were commenting and asking questions. And one of those panel members was Carl Vibe. And despite the fact that we're polar opposites, he and I hit it off pretty well. And he invited me to an interview on his show to talk about sonic gravity and the holographic universe. And especially if you have kids, you probably know Carl. He is a legit YouTube influencer. His YouTube channel, Carl the Crusher, formerly Carl and Ginger, has about 3 million subscribers, millions and millions of views, and some really great family content. He's pretty much the quintessential American cool dad and family man, but he's got a real heart for spiritualism and cultural anthropology and his fellow human beings. He's got tons of empathy, and if I was being totally honest, I would probably have to admit he's pretty much in many respects the polar opposite of me. The really interesting thing is that he and I come from complete polar opposites in terms of the way we think and the things, the way we see the universe, but the really interesting thing is that we kind of end up at the exact same place and that is a fact because he's kind of a tie-dyed hippie talking about one universal consciousness but when you think about it i'm a bipolar autistic psychopath talking about how we're all sitting on the surface of a 2d hologram like a slice of cheese bent around into an orb where the 2d surface of the hologram is encoding a 3d universe inside and our consciousness is merely energy on the surface of this black hole where we embody the law of conservation of information as we record time in our memories and our dna when you think about it the surface of that black hole is a unified consciousness then even though we're intellectually and our personalities are totally different we're kind of ending up at the exact same place and he and i spoke for two hours and it went by in a blink so i asked him for the audio i chopped it up into five sections and so i'm publishing these as just a few extra bonus podcast episodes but i encourage you especially if you have kids to check out carl the crusher carl's a really good dude and he's got some really good family content and so i really hope you enjoy the sonic gravity presentation of the carl vibe show so here's part four I, well, I think, here's the thing. I think 
if you think of the slice of cheese, right? It's a holographic slice of cheese. Bend that slice of cheese around into an orb, right? Right, and and that's the black hole, right? right. And so we're on the surface of that cheese, right? Um, and what I think you can think of it sort of as the hologram that's on the surface of that black hole is encoding a universe inside. And so when we're sitting right here, like on the black hole, inside the black hole, inside the black hole, the the sense, the 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 information we're receiving from the hologram is telling us we're in the middle of it. And so so we 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 because remember, our brain doesn't directly interact with anything. It only right. interprets signals. And so if our consciousness is on the surface of this black hole, and I didn't like Gerard Tooth proved that like this whole black hole hologram could encode a 3D universe. So I'm not making that up. That's like that's right. like theoretical. That's fact, right? Like if you if you want to see the math, like go talk to Dr. DeHoof, you know? Right. And so but he was saying he was saying that you know this our consciousness our uh, you know our essentially our universe could be encoded on the, on this holographic surface of a black hole, and so if that's if our if we were to you know begin with the premise that our energy is our consciousness zipping around on the surface of this hologram, then the information that we would be receiving could tell us could be encoding essentially our reality in a 3d space. So we're really on a black, the same way when you're in your bed in a dream, you're not in that dream. If you're running in a dream, you're not actually running. And so if you take it one level back, right, we could be, instead of being asleep in our bed, thinking we're in this, you know, reality, we could be on the surface of a black hole you know, experiencing Just this with information flowing yeah. through. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. And so reality is the black hole dream. Right. And so, right. yeah. And so that I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to convince anybody of it. I'm just saying it's plausible. It's not that you know, much. It's not that much different than these ancient teachings of non-duality or Advaita that I don't know if you studied any of the ancient none. Hinduism or Buddhism mm-hmm. or anything like that, but honestly, it's not, counter to that this idea if you allow for the substrate to be the witness or to be consciousness like if that comes even before the dark matter or the higgs boson the real zero is like or the first decimal point to appear is something has to notice or there's just an emptiness there's nothing there to see it right it's like that old story if the tree falls in the wood woods doesn't make a noise well if there's not no receptor there to hear the waves of sound coming through then there's sure there's waves and there is fluctuation but there's no eyes or ears to perceive it so does it really strike anything there has to be a participant in order for for the manifestation in order to be received and so it's kind of interesting when you get into the ancient teachings it's not outside of the question like go clear back to like Ramana Maharshi and some of these ancient philosophers or people hundreds of years ago, even. And they talk about like uh, everything being just this ocean of consciousness and time all being everything in the now. And that uh, through the mind and spiritual progress, you can transcend that almost like flying up through the layers of cheese or see the different layers of cheese or travel through it. And, and science is 
kind of coming full circle to look back at these ancient teachings like they're not outside of the question because that's what they teach. They say you can keep looking further and further into the physical matter. And at the end, you can't get out of the fact that behind all of that, there's somebody has to be looking <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, and so in the end, you take all the physical reality and all the manifest reality and um, what we have is a physical body and our brain is inside this skull and it is completely within a shadow box uh, closed off from the outside world, except for these little holes in our eyes, little holes in our ears and these very binary sensor equipment to give us data. And even that could be rudimentary illusion. We don't know outside yeah. of that if it's illusion or not. It blows my mind. So reality could be figmentatious or it could be illusion, a user interface that's, that makes it tolerable to be spinning through a black hole. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it feels like we can wake up and walk around and drink a cup of water, but really we're flying through infinite information from a singular point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've got uh, this kinda, little, we've, yeah. we've got control of this like little spot on the surface of the black hole and, and it's me and your spot is over here and that's yeah. you, you know, and that's what you see on and the inside. And what's wild is that really ultimately it's kind of crystals if you want to get into it. Cause like your ears, your whole sense of balance is liquid crystals and inside the fluid dynamics of your brain is like salts and minerals and just these primary elements that are receiving signals and information that your consciousness is just interpreting it blows my yeah. mind so yeah uh, like from the, the very basic level out it's just the energy being interpreted you know and think of this though like the it just occurred to me you're talking about like all these ancient teachings and all these philosophers and all that kind of stuff well then it starts to really make sense that maybe the connection is real like there's dna in us that connects us to something else like maybe that is our brain's interpretation of some kind of linkage to a higher uh yeah. consciousness because and i know this sounds like nutty because i am totally not a guy who's like been into consciousness but the more i think about it and so i'm a, i'm a christian right and so when I was thinking about, well, if you think about the geometry of the universe, if there's a black hole at the very first black hole, right? And we talked about how like when a star supernovas, it has the DNA of the parent universe. Right. So, so if, there is a, if there is a black hole that is the source, the original black hole, mm -hmm. I think and nobody can dis nobody can disprove this like this makes this makes it plausible if there's a consciousness zipping around on the top of that black hole it's the creator right right and so and the black hole that the creator and, and is that, zipping around may, may could be a, heaven and it that could, could be, be heaven. ultimately what we're talking about as you get closer it is a unified field it is a oneness. It's not actually a particle. So, and we experience reality like a, like a flake. So if like, let's say you take the universe or reality and you, each one of us is like a, a like a piece of glitter or a tiny little mirror reflecting. Mm -hmm. Right. And we're flowing through that torus that's swirling like a black hole. 
like floating, like swirling around a toilet, right? <laughs> so or like a big swirling donut, sure. you know? So yeah. we're going, going around and each one of us is a tiny little flake flowing through a life path that comes like a spark that comes and goes like a firefly, right? Of consciousness mm -hmm. that awakens and lives a life and then disappears. But ultimately the light that is perceived that unified field uh, that that particle is reflecting is all one thing. And that could be maybe the all or what we perceive as the one consciousness that each individual is reflecting. So even though I'm sitting here in, in Southern Utah and you're sitting where you are and we're talking through the computer, really we're reflecting the same unified field or that one light from a different perspective. And behind it all, like Schrodinger even says that we are all one consciousness that is uh, pinched up through reality from a different perspective. So like I might be the same conscious soul that, as you, but if you were brought up like a, like a little fleck of sand through the arc of time, like I did, then you would be me, but you're not me. You came flowing up in a different angle than me. And so we have different perspectives in the kaleidoscope, but we're all really reflecting the same light of, of information and looking at the same light or the same information, uh, which is that unified field. So maybe God is this unified field that we experience this one consciousness, but we all have different opinions and perspectives. And really we're that way too, even within the sense of self, there's a whole host of different like well, maybe I should do this. I don't know. And, da, 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 da. and emotions attached to that and a whole like legion of kind of characters and perspectives in there that don't always agree. And that's not out of the question. So it's very interesting. And you just made me think of something when you're talking about like on the surface of black hole, like if everybody's like glitter, right? Swirling right. around like there, there really can be no, I think if, if, if one contemplates this model of potential model of the universe then on that black hole like your your energy like your vi essentially vibrations if you believe in string theory then right. you know all your atoms are composed of like strings and so it's really kind of like music and so like your your energy right now if you're on the surface of that black hole and i'm on the surface like our energy is cont is is in connection is, is with, in relation. ultimately within a continuum or a field that's all reflecting one thing is the the infinite information of the oneness or the all of it but each like the light of this little speck of glitter and the light of this little speck of glitter over here even though they're facing different angles ultimately are in the same unified field of oneness and aren't really separate in the whole thing and so we and anybody this. listening is part of that too like right. everybody who's here for this conversation, like we're, we're all right now, like, you know, if you believe in string theory, like we're all, we're all vibrating in the same right. kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, like energy connection, like we're connected. Right. Um, and yeah, you know, and, that's uh, kind of really interesting. They call it in consciousness that teachings and stuff they just call it the collective consciousness like i have my bubble of reality and it contributes to the informational perspective of yours and together like a froth of bubbles or foam we all have this unified <laughs> field of of reality like we are all different books in the library or different 
pages in the library. Uh, yeah. Somebody listening to this thinks I'm an idiot, right? Sure. They are coming to the opinion that I'm a moron and I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm wasting their time, but they're going to walk away from this with that vibration. Like, right. so it, it doesn't even, and somebody's going to be like, wow, you know, that's really eye opening. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about that. Or I'm going to talk to somebody about it. They're coming away with a different vibration. So no matter what happens, anybody who's entangled with us leaves with some influence, regardless of what it is, whether it's positive or negative or whatever. Um, and that is really interesting too. Like, right. you know, we're going to come away yeah. and and we're totally. now we're in their memory. We're totally. in their memory. And there's two different, two different, a multitude of different ways that you can take this. People can get this kind of information or start to grapple with these theories or philosophy. And it can be like devastating. Like, oh, you mean like reality isn't real and physical reality. And the more they go try to dig into it, they can't prove that wrong. And they start to have a hard time. Like, this is holographically, or maybe I'm a figment. My own body's not even really here. It's all an illusion. And you can take that in a devastating way, like a sort of a death or a grief and loss in a way and really struggle with it. Or you can say, wait, that means that like, okay, well, everything is still here. This is what we're talking about. This is it. Like what we're experiencing even right this second. And ultimately, if you realize that it is illusion or it isn't what we think, then maybe it means we can break some of these rules or we can understand reality from a different perspective and not just be straitjacketed by it and, and accept it as our fate. We can say, well, okay, then if reality is like an illusion, then how do we understand it that way? If we really are consciousness drifting or flowing gracefully, harmonically through a black hole reality of information, then maybe these higher entities like what we experience as extraterrestrials or, or spiritual beings or angels or God or something, maybe they just understand the nature of reality at a higher level or have the technology to jump around through it or escape it in a different way. And suddenly you become like Neo in the matrix and you can understand like my perception of this gives me strength. It gives me footing. It gives me power. It allows me to move through the reality differently than the way I was seeing it before. Like if you're a piece of that glitter flowing through space time and suddenly you say, hang on, like I understand what I am now and I kind of have a different point of view, then maybe you can change course and set your sail differently instead of just be a uh, unwitting participant of where the wave's pushing you, you know? That's how yeah. I see it. I, I like to take the reins a little bit more rather than just ride the bucking horse where it's taken me, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I would, I would encourage anybody. I, I would say that, you know, we shouldn't like when we have a dream and we wake up, you mm -hmm. know, it's not like, you know, we wake up, we shouldn't be like, Oh, that was a dream. I'm so depressed. I had a dream. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it's just, it, it's just an experience.